All right, everybody, welcome to the Jolly Bro Show. This week, we are going to be talking about all things Zelda with special guest Princess Eileen. Go ahead and say what's up. What's up, guys? And then, of course, we have uh, me, your host, Dingus, 3Dingus, or III Dingus. And then, of course, we have uh, Tom Tom. What's up? And then we also have a Hollow Savant, as usual. <sighs> Help. And now he's still in Tom's intro. We've come full circle. Let's start off with you, Princess. Uh, give us a little introduction about yourself and what you do on Mixer or any like any other videos or anything else content that you make on the internet. Yeah, so I um, started streaming on Mixer at this point probably 11 months ago. Didn't really do it consistently at first. Got really hard into it um, about halfway through. I love the community. I love the people that I, I've gotten to meet. Awesome people like Tom Tom and Dingus and the fact that I'm here able to nerd out about video games like holy shit super excited so yeah right now I'm full-time a streamer play lots of Zelda games obviously but variety <laughs> also plot twist <laughs> plot twist I thought you were a Halo streamer yeah I know I get that a lot <laughs> yeah they thought it was too, Princess Haloin Haloin <laughs> Let's start with our first ever Zelda experiences, and we'll kick it off with you, Princess. What was your first ever Zelda experience? Do you remember it? Yeah, so actually, um, the first Zelda game that I ever saw and played myself was Majora's Mask. A lot of the time when I was younger, me and my brother, we spent over with my grandpa, and he was a huge Nintendo nerd. He had all the new systems, um, bought all the new games that came out. And he was a huge Zelda buff. So he, he, it was crazy. He was the person that like, he would sit there and, oh, this is how you, like, he's like you, Dingus, like 100%ing every fucking game that he's ever played. He finds out all the secrets, all the tricks, all the, like everything he could, he had it all memorized. This was before they had like game guides and shit. So super cool. But Majora's Mask was my first Zelda experience. You know what's funny about that is actually how I got into a lot of the games that I got into was also my grandpa, but not because he was into gaming or anything like that. It's because he was a hoarder and he <laughs> liked to collect uh, collectibles. So he had like seven NESs and like a oh whole bunch God. of SNESs and he had like crates full of like games that he collected. I would go over there and I would, you know, get it set up and then I would play games with my uncle and my uncle was actually one of the people that like taught me how to play all the games. So like when I was a little, little kid, um, and this is where my first, my first experience comes in is I was playing games on the NES. I was playing the original legend of Zelda as a yeah. kid, you know, Mario and That's stuff like that. I don't remember a ton about the original legend, legend of Zelda. It didn't connect with me when I was a little kid as much as like Mario and stuff, but I still do remember enjoying it and I had a good time and I always wanted to really get into Zelda but my first real like full Zelda experience where like I got into it and like started to enjoy Zelda was actually um, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time when I was in high school. We all had Nintendo 64s, of course, at that, at that time and we, that we, you know, we had kept or whatever. And I got ROMs for them and we brought, I brought, I bought USB sticks for like all my close buddies. And then we went in computers class. And when we were in computers class, we would like alt tab to the emulator and we'd be playing like, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time and stuff. That's awesome. And that that was like my first real like actual Zelda experience. I dove into the game. I did like everything uh, in Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. So and then uh, what about you, Tom or uh, or Logan, whichever one you guys want to go? 
I'll go because mine should be relatively quick. So, um, <laughs> my first experience with Zelda was really my only, or was my most involved experience with Zelda, I should say. And that was Ocarina of Time. I had a buddy who had the game. I didn't even have the game. I was really, really big into fishing back in the day. I'm still into it, but like back in the day, I was really big into it. And you could fish in that game. And the fishing in that game is like, really good actually if you really think about it um it's like it zooms in on the fish once you hook it and it like you've got special ways you got to move the joystick and this to the other to reel in the fish i would spend hundreds of hours just fishing in that game because i enjoyed it that much um so yeah ocarina of time was my experience my my lead in to zelda and then i did all the other like silly mini games of like shooting the shooting the crystals with the boat or with the slingshot, um, like in little, the uh, like in the little store or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, a, like the little the shooting, shooting gallery. gallery. Yeah. yeah, I did all those other little mini games, but I never did any of the storyline because it wasn't my game; it was my friend's game. So I couldn't play any of the storyline because I would mess up his storyline. So that yeah, <laughs> that was that was my experience with Zelda, my first experience. Angie's actually playing the Ocarina of Time on uh 3ds so that's pretty I, cool i need to get that i need to get it and actually play through it I, i've i've uh i've heard him from what i've seen of her playing it it's a super solid remaster and the like aim controls and stuff are really good on the oh i would get the, it for the three yep. or the six gyroscope or whatever that's, that's what i have i don't have a 3ds yeah, yeah. so and then uh know. logan i did start with ocarina, ocarina time when i was younger because i had a 64 and i also had a couple other games on it but the 64 broke and I wasn't able to finish that game, but I was really slow because I was really young and I didn't understand how games really worked yet. And then I borrowed um, A Link to the Past on Game Boy Advance, and I played quite a bit of that. And at this point in time, I played more Link to the Past than I did of Ocarina of Time. And then Ocarina of Time was re-released on 3DS, and then I played through it, beat it within a month, and turned back in the game and my 3DS because I didn't need them anymore because I thought the replay... You know, the replayability, the replay value of that game wasn't very high, but it was all right. I'll admit now, Zelda hasn't been, like, my main squeeze when it comes to adventure games, but it's fun. I like it, and I had a lot of fun when I was younger playing Ocarina of Time. Princess, let's go to the next one. Uh, what is your favorite Zelda game that you've ever played? Favorite's going to be Majora's Mask. I think most of it is sentimental because that was the first one that my grandpa taught me i have a tattoo of majora's mask on my back in terms of like actual gameplay going from you know like ocarina into that even the the games that are out now the newer zelda games just the mechanics of that game having the time frame that you have to work with and it's the concepts a lot of the concepts in the game i think were stood out more than ocarina not that ocarina is a bad game by any means but i think in comparison just majora's mask easily my favorite sentimental and gameplay mechanics we have a special section here just for you because this is your favorite zelda game and you are the hylaean princess so we're gonna see how much you actually know about Majora's Mask. I told you there was trivia. I told you I wasn't lying. You weren't lying. All right, so we're going to ask multiple choice questions here, and we're going to see how many of you can get right. All right, so here we go. Am I going to be dethroned here? Is that what's happening? That's exactly what's going to happen. coming for my throne. I'm going to be the princess when this is over. (laughs) I guess you're always my princess. I will be be Zelda. The first question is, what massive object is falling from the sky in the game? You got some easy ones in here. Oh, my God. 
It's is is it a a cloud, a moon, a sun, or a werewolf? It's not like Can it's I on the cover it's... of the game or anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Obviously, it's a cloud. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> it's a what? It's a moon. <laughs> All right, so they got oh. one right. Look at me. I'm your princess <laughs> now. Okay. Wolf, to be honest. Okay. That's All how right. little I know about Zelda. Freaking <laughs> wolf. It's the spooky so, moon, Tom. Where where does the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask take place? Termina, uh, Galveria, uh, Corneria, or Lowroll? Termina. Termina, correct. Okay, so oh, who gee. is... Look how proud she looks. Stop looking at me! She could probably do this without the multiple choice. Um, who is the main antagonist of the game? Is it Bone Lad, Chicken Critter, <laughs> Beak Boy, or Skull Kid? <laughs> Any of those would have been great alternatives <laughs> yeah. to the actual name. <laughs> it's Skull Kid, obviously. Okay, yep, that one is correct. Uh, who is Link searching for at the start of Majora's Mask? Oh, is this not multiple choice? Oh, I'm sorry, it is. Uh, Zelda, uh, Saria, Navi, or Ruto? I'm a dingus. Navi. That is correct. Okay, so true or false, you cannot turn into adult Link during the events of Majora's Mask. True or false? True. That is correct. Uh, what is the name of Link's fairy companion? Tail? Taria? I'm sorry if I'm butchering some of these names. Uh, Tattle or Nehru? Shit. It was, he got Tattle, I think. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. So who is uh, the eccentric uh, collector in the game with the backpack? Is it the angry mass salesman, the happy mass salesman, the sad mass salesman, or the quirky mass salesman? A happy mass salesman, but I also would have loved any of the other ones. All right, so which town sits at the center of Termina? Is it Time Town, Moon Town, Clock Town, or Tower Town? Clock Town. Center Town. Center Town. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? Clock Town? Yeah. That is correct. How many main dungeons are featured in Majora's Mask? Four, five, six, or seven? Okay, now we're getting serious here. I want to say that there were six. Uh, now this me this is main dungeons too, so like this is like full like the full dungeon experience dungeons kind of thing. No, then there weren't six. Four. Four? That is correct. So what type of creature does the skull kid turn Link into? Zora, Deku Scrub, Goron, or uh Keaton? Deku Scrub. Yeah, I knew that one. Strangely. Yeah, Deku enough. Scrub is correct. How many days does it take Link to save Termina? Six days, two days, seven days, or three days? Three days. That is correct. I got my shirt on. You can't see it, <laughs> but it says run like it's the dawn of the final day. That's awesome. Win. Uh, which of the following dungeons do you visit first? Snowhead Temple, Stone Tower Temple, Woodfall Temple, or Great Bay Temple? Woodfall. That is correct. Uh, which arrows Damn. do you find? Which arrows do you find <laughs> in the... Four right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which arrows do you find in the Snowhead Temple? Fire, light, thorn, or ice? In the I, Snowhead I, Temple. Oh, I don't want to... I, I gotta keep my mouth shut. See, Snowhead, you would think ice, but I'm pretty sure that you needed the fire ones to be able to melt shit, so I'm gonna go with fire. That is correct. Damn, I would've got that wrong. Yep. <laughs> in which temple do you find the hero's bow? The Woodfall, Snowhead, Stone Tower, or Great Bay? Stone, stone. Less certain. <laughs> I am less answer? certain. This is like really final. testing my. Can she phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. Final answer. Yeah. Calls her brother into the room. It is the Woodfall Temple. Oh shit! So you got one wrong so far. I am closer to being the princess. <laughs> <laughs> 
True or false, Link can only use the hero's bow in human form. Oh my god. Why is it this stuff of the game that I don't remember? True. That is correct. Which of the following you shot creatures... shot the dark on that one. You can hear it too. She's like, fuck it. True. I have a 50-50. Fuck it. Which of the following creatures does Link not transform into during Majora's Mask? Goron, Zora, Deku Scrub, or Gerudo? Gerudo. That is correct. How many masks, including Transformation Mask, are available to collect in Majora's Mask? 20, 24, 15, or 31? Shit. I didn't know how uh, how in-depth we were going to go with this. Um, Don't worry, neither did we. <laughs> 24. That is correct. Jesus. All right, what does the bunny hood do? Avoid fall damage, run twice as fast, find hidden rupees, or take less damage? Run twice as fast. That is correct. What useful item is found in the pirate's fortress? Is it a boomerang, bombs, hookshot, or hammer? Mm, bombs. Incorrect. It is the hookshot. That was my second guess. Woo. I would have guessed it just because pirates. <laughs> <laughs> How many of uh, Lulu's eggs are stolen? Seven, four, nine, or three? Four. It is seven. <laughs> so you got about. 17 out of 20 of the questions right. That's a pretty good job. That's an 85%. That's solid. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, the next part. We I'm got, so glad uh, Dingus is not a princess. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost had it. All right. So uh, favorite Zelda game, Logan. All right. I would have to say my favorite Zelda game is Breath of the Wild, the newest one that came out. All right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same, and we'll get into uh, why yeah. in a minute. Um, okay. So, and it's also the one that I've played the most. Um, uh, does, at this point, yes, me too. And then, did anyone have a uh, Zelda game that you actually played the most, but it wasn't your favorite Zelda game? So, like, Princess, did you actually play one more yep. than... Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one? Minish Cap. Minish Cap? Why is that? Oh, no. Oh, no. I think uh, I was talking to Maxi about this. I think for me, the reason that I played that one more is just simply the fact that it was mobile. Like, mm, yeah, it was I played it. Yeah, it was uh, I would play it at home, sitting at home, just playing through it. Or we would go on family vacation. And obviously, we're not taking a whole console. We would take our Game Boys and stuff. So I more I had more playtime at Minish Cap. Well, yeah, now you don't have to worry about that because the switch is like, <laughs> nope. I know it's great. Uh, and then for Tom Tom, you said that basically your only experience was <laughs> playing the Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> Ocarina of Time, and, and I've spent more time on Ocarina of Time than I have Breath of the Wild. So that's still that's a crazy. statement. <laughs> All right, so let's go into uh, our thoughts on Breath of the Wild, and then after that, we'll get into our hopes uh, for the future to see what what, what we're going to see in the sequel, hopefully. So. Uh, for Breath of the Wild, what did you like and dislike about the game, Princess? Well, I loved the open world aspect to it, mm-hmm. just because obviously with other Zelda games, like that wasn't a thing. It was more all of the other ones are linear, whereas this was you can go anywhere, do anything you want, which leads into another thing that I like about it is not everyone is going to have the same experience in this game. Like... I have um, a couple of friends, my brother and I, he, one of his friends had just tweeted that um, his girlfriend's playing through it now. And she found this little house in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere that he had never seen before. So it's like, you're not guaranteed 
to have the same experience in the game as another person unless you're going exactly where they went exactly when they went all that stuff yeah someone's yeah. full experience is different than someone else's full experience well, the, the right. cool part about this is that and this is one of one of the things that i love about the game is that the game of course you if you know me i'm a huge fan of open world rpg games i absolutely love it so when i heard about breath of the wild i've been wanting to play it for freaking ever but it took me forever to get a nintendo switch and i finally got to play it i 100 percent it absolutely loved it yeah i offered um, to give you mine yeah i know so with like everyone having their own experience i love the fact that in this game it is so sandboxy and there are so many ways with like the physics of the game and like the way the physics tie into the mechanics that you can approach any situation you know you can uh you can use the enemies against themselves you like you hit a shock jelly and it shocks the enemies are like I want to throw a sword in the middle of a lightning storm in between the enemies, the lightning shock takes down the enemies, or right. I can set a fire in front of me from exploding a bomb to hurt enemies, but it also creates an airlift. I use the airlift to get up in the air and then do a drop attack. There are so many ways to approach every single situation. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I think also in terms of like newer Zelda players, I think a lot of people love this game because it was, easier to get into because like you said like open world game a lot of people i grew up on nintendo i grew up with the linear zelda games but a lot of people mm -hmm. coming from like having uh elder scroll backgrounds and stuff like that that like having the options to do whatever they wanted at any point in the game it's easier to get them into the zelda series by having them play this one and then eventually like interested in playing the older ones or whatever yeah, and the a cool thing on top of that, too, is like with other people being able to get into the Zelda experience easily, I think this game is a great game for that, too, because of the fact that the way that it presents the uh, the quest and the story is you can kind of like have it flow however you want. Like if you want to be the kind of person who just wants to play through the main story and go straight to, you know, the final fight after doing a couple of things, you can do that. Yeah. Um, if you want a, a game where you're going to have a lot more exploration, you can do that, too. You know, you can choose to skip whatever content you want to skip. Um, and obviously there are like, you know, things that you're going to miss out on from that, of course. But if that's not the experience you want, then that's not the experience you're going to get. So it's it's very open to people's different kind of play styles. And the master mode they added uh, with the DLC, um, I think just adds more on top of that because it really gives a challenge for people who want it. And I did ma I did master mode and I, yeah, I the freaking regen is just ridiculous it, it's crazy uh if anyone else has t done master mode it's it's insane and enemies still one hit you like even when you have like 20 hearts <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, that's insane to me i'm i'm very reckless when i play this game oh me too uh, it like cost me so many times it's <laughs> it took me um we went on vacation last year in january and i was stuck leading up to that vacation i was stuck trying to fight Thunderblight Ganon and I was just so frustrated I just stepped away from the game for a couple months and while we were on that vacation Mexi sat there and straight up just beat him in like two tries and I was like excuse me no and ended up sitting there playing until I beat him because that was the last one like I that's another thing I like about this is like depending on when you make like have certain encounters with certain bosses it through like depending on the progression that you've made in the game if you fight Thunderblight, my brother didn't tell me until after the fact but Thunderblight is one of the harder bosses to fight for the beast and if you save him for last you kind of screw yourself over because like then it's even harder because it's towards like end game 
per se, and it's more difficult. So like you have, I know people who have fought like one divine beast and then, okay, we're just going to go fight Ganon. And I think it, it just plays into the whole, like you can have your own experience in the game. It's not going to be like cookie cutter for everyone. Well, and the funny thing about that is I did Vamado first because somebody told me that like, that's what you do. That's what you should do first because and the, the thing, too, is like which bosses you do first or Divine Beast really changes the rest of the playthrough because of the fact that uh, you have certain abilities available to you. The mobility right. that you get from beating Vamado is ridiculous. It is so helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's why I was told to do it first, which it was super, super helpful. Um, and another thing, too, is like going back to the thing you were talking about with like approaching the boss in like a different way. Um, and like the mechanics being somewhere where like people can have their own experience. I always find it interesting with, with games that do like puzzles really well, like this game does, or just like general gameplay. Some people can go into a puzzle or a boss and it's like the easiest thing ever. And then you, someone else walks in the room and they see things a different way. Like some people don't realize right away with uh, it's Thunderblight, right? Where you pick up the, the metal spears and then yeah. you put them back toward them. Yeah, yeah. So like, some people may not notice that, you know, there's right. some puzzles that I watch other people play the game that I got instantly and vice versa. And they, and, and like some of them took me forever, you know, yeah. and it's, it's all about how our brains perceive things. But I love the fact that like when watching it and seeing someone complete a puzzle in the weirdest freaking way that like you never would have came to your mind is such a cool thing to yes. see. Oh my God. So I have to chime in here. So um, I'm kind of, I guess, late to the the i guess talk about it and i wanted to chime in but i was waiting my turn but I, I gotta say something here so i did not enjoy breath of the wild at all that's my my piece i didn't enjoy it and i've i've noticed a couple of things that that princess said where it's like it's open world and it's not linear like every other zelda and that to me i think is maybe why i didn't like it i felt like the i had no direction i didn't know where to go i didn't know what to do and, it, it, the game does drop you off on a cliff and like doesn't yeah. tell you much. And like I got I think I got through the first area and then I wandered for literally over an hour. I walked just walked trying to get to like some tower so I could see where more stuff was. And I'm like, this is boring. Like it, it, it wasn't fun to me. And then you say this thing is about people finding different ways that you didn't even think of. I was watching you do the puzzles because I watched your playthrough. I was watching you do the puzzles and I was like, dude, that is not at all how I did those. Yeah, like it completely drastically different to how use, I uh, solve the problems. Did you use caveman strats there, uh, Tom? Yeah, pretty much. I basically <laughs> got mad like the against, against the, the wall. No, like I, I personally like I, I the way I thought of it was like the simplest way. And then I'm sitting there watching Dingus. I'm like, how is he not picking up on this? It's so easy. And I wanted to chime in. Obviously, I didn't because you were blind playthrough. Um, but like to me, it was like it's it's simple. Why are we having issues here and then you'd figure out a completely different strat than i had planned on like there's a really good example of there was a the um pillars that you had to stop like there was three different there um, were three metal blocks and levels a, and then a, and a bridge or no it was three different platforms at different levels and mm -hmm. there was a ball that rolled onto them and when it rolled onto them it turned the platforms oh yeah, yeah you had to use the water bricks to stop the platforms from rotating certain directions Ice. so you could yeah, the little ice bricks, whatever you want to call them. That's what a water brick would be done. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Fucking 
This podcast is now called Bash on Top. Fuck you. You use the, the little ice bricks, whatever the ice blocks, to stop the platforms from rotating so that the ball falls to where you want it to. And I'm like, dude, it's so easy. Just put it there. And you completely did it. Like, you trapped I the remember ball. And I remember I like, did that spun in such a right jank way. way. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> like, how the fuck did that work? Like, magic. I did. And it, magic. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I, I know for a fact, it. I know for a fact that on a couple of those puzzles, I had to have done them and like they, they were like basically glitching through them by doing the yeah. weirdest stuff. Yeah. If I were to talk about the things I loved about uh, Breath of the Wild was those puzzles. Like I know those puzzles are basically designed to teach you a new mechanic every time. I, that was the part I liked about it because it felt like there was direction to it. I mean, I it don't think it's so much so as them teaching you something new every time as much it is, as it is showing the fact that they know how to make puzzles because it wasn't like you were doing the same puzzle every time with a different variation. It was actually a different way to use the mechanic, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to roll into some of the things that I did not enjoy about the game. I think the biggest one for me was the weapon durability system. Like, I don't know. I I just don't like it in any game, but particularly this one. I know why they did it because like you have this like massive amount right and and in some ways i can see how it would be enjoyable no it's worse than dead island it's worse well once you get the masters again i'm very i didn't get through this game very much once you get the master sword does that have durability (laughs) yes and no so the master sword resets um and it has so much power before it resets um but i don't think that re that if I remember correctly, the power doesn't go down if you're using it on appropriate enemies, correct? Uh, yeah. I like, if you're using it on guardians and stuff, it doesn't hinder it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong on that. Um, but but I, I completely agree. Um, the yeah. weapon durability was something that I wasn't a huge fan of. And in master mode, they only made it worse. Your weapons break even faster, um, which was crazy, especially... The beginning of the game is so bad with weapon breaking um, in master mode. It's insane. Like, you cannot keep weapons at the beginning of master mode because every enemy just eats away at your weapons. And, like, with with the regeneration that the enemies have, you try to kill down an enemy, your weapon breaks, and then, like, if you don't attack an enemy, I think, for, like, three seconds or something like that, they start healing back up. It's crazy. Oh, no. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. No. So, so I had to do some really crazy strats to get around this. Like I don't it, like there was a part of the playthrough. Do you know the um, princess? You know the island that you have to go down. To, uh, I think it's in like the top right of the map, and it's like a little survival island. They take away all your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that island was a horror for me dude, because I, I literally for an entire day, dude. Dude, my strat to kill that that um uh, the when big guy there. Him. Yeah, the, the the that dude. Oh my god! I literally was throwing bombs on repeat and whacking him with like a stick. Um, it was oh nuts. Um, but yeah, the the weapon durability was. I don't know. Like, there are some things that I appreciated about it. Like once you get toward the end of the game, because then it's something you don't have to really worry about as much. You know, especially when you get better weapons and you get the the master sword and all that. It becomes right. less of a problem the further you get through the game. Um, well, I think like uh, my frustration with it. I mean, okay, I don't care that this Bokoblin arm that I just picked up is going to break eventually. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, But, right. like, you know, you're playing through, you get the Zora spear, which, like, is, or trident, whatever it was, and it's supposed to be this, like, awesome, great weapon. And then I, it broke. 
on me. (laughs) That was my least favorite part of weapon durability was the fact that like I would get these really cool weapons from each of the main towns and they were breakable. I was so sad because I wanted to keep them. I use bombs for everything. I stopped using my weapons because of that. (laughs) See, like, yeah, because there's that part of me that like I I always keep my stuff. Uh, no. No. Do you think that would have helped? Do you think that would have? Oh yeah. I think it would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if like you're gonna have weapon durability, don't disappear when they break. They just yeah. are unusable until you go repair them. Right. Yeah, anything like that would be nice. And to go along with the the whole stuff with the combat, um, while I do appreciate the um the breadth of like how wide the options no are in this game, um, I, I I still I feel a little bit like the game's combat is a little bit clunky. I feel like it feels almost the same as it did back in the day except for now we have a free camera and that's not a terrible thing. Like I do enjoy the combat and I did have a good time, but I think that it's time that they take a step forward and learn some lessons from other big open world RPGs. If they're going to have this kind of experience, you know? Um, So I think that they could have a little bit more of a fluid sword combat and stuff uh, to go with what they have, at least in this, in this game specifically. I've never been a fan of weapon durability in any game, but then throwing it in this game is just, like I obviously you can't have like an unlimited supply of weapon space in your inventory, whatever. So like we still have the options to drop weapons for other weapons, but the whole idea of weapon durability is well. Like, and the thing is, is that like the whole repairing thing might be kind of weird too, because like if you look at a game like Fallout Three um, or Fallout New Vegas, where you can like repair weapons, there is nowhere near the amount of variation of weapons as there is in Breath of the Wild. So like it may it like it may have been something that they were just like, we don't want to try to put that together because it was so easy whenever you got like six hunting rifles in Fallout, you know, it's easy to do repairs when you only have like a certain set of like weapons that go together or whatever. But yeah. They, there's so, a there's so many weapon variants in this game. It's ridiculous. And this might be something that Zelda's done for a while because I know watching Princess earlier this week you had a wood shield burn up while you were in a cave, right? A fire cave. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the question I had is what really irritated me in, well, one of the things that I guess kind of irritated me in Breath of the Wild is when you had metal gear on and it started raining and lightning, you had to strip it because you would have got shocked by lightning. Is that like, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I personally was not a big fan because it was like uh. it was the only weapon I had, I was fucked. I didn't. Yeah, that's I what didn't I didn't like. It. But you could put your weapons away, right? And it wouldn't shock you. Or would it still shock you? Um, you, you have to away. swap your weapon, even if it's on your back. It will shock you. Oh, I had it on my back, and I didn't get shocked one time. You so might have just got lucky. I had to. Um, you could also. There is a rubber suit in the game that will keep you from getting shocked. So I put that on every time it started raining. What? Oh, I never got to that point. Yeah, there yeah. there are special things for each of the elements in the game that you can use to your advantage. Um, yeah. If you look for them, I think I collected like every suit and everything in the game. So weird flex, but okay, Dingus. <laughs> Dingus hundred percented something? No, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, um, I mean it didn't bother me too much, but eh. so it, it wasn't a nuisance to you. Like to me, it didn't seem like that nah. important of a mechanic, so it felt like a nuisance. <laughs> no, I'll t- I'll tell you what was a nuisance with with the weather. I'll tell you what was a nuisance. The number one nuisance in the game with the weather was every time I wanted to climb something tall, it would oh freaking rain. <laughs> yes. And oh my god, I could not climb. Anything. It was like it was waiting for you to start climbing. I, I'm telling like, you, right. like. 
I'm, I'm running around the open. Everything's fine. It's all bright and sunny. I put my hand on the rock, and it's like, God from above, here comes the rain. <laughs> Every yeah, single time. I can't say that happened to me because I don't think it ever did. <laughs> well, it happened to me when I played, too. I don't know. When how you many play for like 130 now. hours, it happens a lot. Well, yeah. and the, the kicker to it is when it happened to me a couple times, is I was climbing a rock that was over water. So by the time I'm out of stamina because I can't get up it, I fall down into water and I can't fucking swim and I drown. <laughs> so like, fuck, we, uh, man. we we kind of touched on this a little bit with like the the like the variation of like options and stuff, but I really enjoyed the physics based stuff they did for the game. Um, but one thing I want to touch on is sometimes that stuff was super jank. Um, and it caused like frustration um, mean, because like, it wasn't consistent. You know what I mean? Because they they really kind of let it be free fall or like like free form. And there are some really great parts about that because it creates some super awesome glitches and stuff. And like people have done some crazy stuff with it. And I love that part um, of it. I, my favorite thing was, uh, hey, uh, let me freeze this rock in place, hit it a bunch of times and jump on top of it and see oh what happens. Oh my God, yeah amazing um but yeah sometimes the physics can be a little bit jank um especially with um especially with like the like the time stop and like trying to hit objects into like certain things and whatnot um it, it is just a little bit weird sometimes they're like placing objects that didn't want to turn the way you wanted them to turn and all that kind of stuff i i would say that the magnet was probably like the the least good of them all yeah um, the bridge in the snow area or whatever or the cold area fuck yeah. that bridge of the metal doors metal <laughs> platforms but overall I, th I think it did a really good job uh with it and i think I, I i'm really curious to see what they do going forward um we'll get into that in a second but so things that i liked oh, is probably the most fun i've had in a zelda game in a long time obviously the open world the possibilities of that but the memes were my favorite thing about this game <laughs> excuse me princess like some of these memes do not get any i don't know it they don't give enough get enough attention yes exactly because it basically that meme that i just referenced the excuse me princess was him beating the game doing all these crazy stupid things all these glitches and stuff but it looked like it was from like it was like newgrounds art when he drew everything so it was perfect it brought me right back to you know what yeah, i grew up watching the uh, the speed run cartoon yep it's amazing dude i love that cartoon it's one of my favorites oh it's freaking hilarious if you guys haven't seen it it's super super good you guys should watch it what's and then name? i yeah i know right the currency this day time come on <laughs> That's like but uh right? it's better but i will say the biggest like out of all the things i just like the small little things you know, whatever. The weapon durability reminded me of um what's that zombie game? I just said a Dead Island. I I it felt worse than Dead Island and it really made me mad. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so frustrated with Dead Island and the durability. And I feel the same way about Dying Light. I hope they don't do it in the second game. Yeah. But I guess the biggest complaint it's not really a complaint. It's mainly me because of getting older and games that I like now and I like there's one game I always played. Ningus knows what it is. And Zelda lost its charm pretty quick. Breath of the Wild did just because I played a lot of it when I was younger, when it came to Ocarina of Time, and then um, the other one on GBA. And so I, I guess how I feel about the game is I wish I would have been more interested in it because it's a lot of fun. I just I couldn't stay in it. And part of it might be the reason that I'm playing on a Switch Lite, so it's a tiny screen. So. Oh, yeah. But... 
the time I did play it was some of the most fun I've had ever in a Zelda game. So it was short but sweet. Oh, speaking of, oh, I just saw the the thing on here on the cartoon. Uh, one of the things that I loved and one of my one of my favorite oh, God, moments from the game was I was just randomly wandering around and I was looking for Korok seeds. Um, speaking of, I love the Korok seeds. Um, there are way too many of them. <laughs> and and some of them really throw you for a loop. But I, I did enjoy collecting them and some of them are really crazy. Um, but I was re- I was wandering around randomly and I came up to this hill with a tr- there was just a tree on, a, on its own on the hill. I was like, oh, there's probably a Korok seed up here, right? Because usually a tree on its own or something like that is, you know, a Korok seed is a perfect spot. So I go up there, and there's this dude standing there. And I talk to him, and he's like, hey, did you know that you could race while sliding on your shield? Just jump and then flip over on it. I'm like, wait, you can do what? Yeah. So, like, I start surfing because I, I tried to do this little thing where uh, you had to do, you know, like the little timers where you step on the little uh, wooden circle, and then it, like, puts the little thing for you to go to, and you have, like, a certain time. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those. I was like, there's no way to get there fast enough. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. I'm going to have to glitch. And... I talked to that dude and he's like, just slide on your shield. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. And then like I get on there and I just slide down. And then they also had um to to on top of that, there was another really awesome part where after you learn how to shield slide, or maybe you ran into it first, there was an actual racing track where you could go and you would race down the hill with a timer and everything, and you do like the shield race. I loved that part of the game. I yeah. love I love those kind of like extra little mini games where they use the interesting mechanics they have in cool ways and are like, hey, here's a cool mini game. I love that kind of stuff. And, and, and especially in open world games like this to give you something extra to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that really way you're, you're not stuck that. in the repetition of just, you know, c- collecting Korok seeds and you're going to temples. I'm really tempted to go back and play the older Zelda games just because of what you guys were saying of the linearness of it. Because I think like I, I think I realized tonight, literally tonight, that I need linear RPGs. If I have open world RPGs, I just get bored. Like or I think one of the great things too is Zelda has such a um, large range of like difference between uh, the titles that they have that yeah. there's got to be something in there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you're going to enjoy a lot. You know, because there are some people that are like way, way huge fans of like the 2D top down Zeldas and so on and so forth. Some people, yeah. you know, wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole, but they love the, you know, the 3D Zeldas like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, stuff like that. So I'm sure there's something there for you. Yeah, I think I just need to dig into it more. I would definitely would be a 3D uh, linear gameplay for, for uh, that. Like, I think you should try. I think you should try Wind Waker. Yeah, I think, I think Wind, like Wind Waker would be a good one. But I think you'd like that one. I really appreciate that even though the game uh, runs in 720p on the Switch or whatever, like that's fine. I do appreciate that the game runs great besides the Korok Forest. That place Switch is has a launch title. terrible. Like the, was- the, <laughs> the Korok Forest, you go in there and it's you go from like butter gameplay to like playing on PowerPoint and I don't know, they never patched it. <laughs> It's crazy. Like every time I would load into that place is just yeah. the worst. Yeah. But I, I do. Lo- I love the location though. And it was super fun getting to the lost woods. It wasn't what I expected at all. So you got Microsoft PowerPoint without paying for it. I'm telling Microsoft. Yeah. Got it for free on the switch. <laughs> for free. Well, it was a launch title for the switch too. Like talking about. Yeah. Launch because titles, it was, launch uh, titles it was really already on. Bad. Wasn't it already on the Wii U or am I wrong? It was. It, it, they they did a pre-launch on the Wii U, right, right, right. But um, it was a launch title for the Switch. The Switch mm-hmm. came with the game for several people. 
and um it usually launch titles are poop like titanfall one when it first came out was garbage right launch titles are known for just being bad because they've never you haven't played the console before the console isn't tested it enough you know and how clean it ran you can't really mess up a switch though because it's like a 3ds or a game boy like it's it's not that difficult yeah but i think that's what they had going for them so the switch it worked out pretty well for them that game plus i mean to be fair even on the wii u um and this is something i i've i i think i've mentioned this several times before i don't know if anyone's been here when i talked about nintendo's games but I always appreciate that even if Nintendo doesn't have like the most graphically intense games or the most like detailed games, they always ship games that run so smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when it comes to their first party titles like Mario and Zelda and all that stuff, like Odyssey runs like perfect. Like I don't they, think I've ever had also, an issue with the game ever. They also are the still company that innovates. Like no one else has mm-hmm. any type of crazy innovations and they tried like Hey, we have motion controls now. Yeah, but your motion controls suck, and Nintendo's are better. Nintendo's the only one who's ever done it even close to right, and Nintendo's yeah. also the only console that does anything besides, hey, we have better hardware. That's It's like when I see Xbox tweeting, they're like, hey, guys, we have so much more GPU power. I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do with it? Like, so can I make a statement about that real quick, about the competition? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So Nintendo said that they don't directly compete with Xbox and PlayStation, and I would have to agree, because as a PC gamer, I only play games on PC instead of Xbox and playstation yeah i still buy nintendo consoles and games mm-hmm. yeah and well, i'd still be willing to buy retro nintendo consoles still yep. that's the thing yep. is like I, I think they are in a unique platform because so and we're, we're kind of edging into something we can talk about in a different yeah. podcast but if i say the words cross play right no one like normally people don't think nintendo they no. think xbox playstation and ps4 xbox playstation pc Right, because Nintendo is so in a in a league of their own, and they just like they're they just hold their own with new and interesting stuff. Yeah, people are like I would never play Call of Duty on Nintendo. Well, no, nope. would never be would never have Call of Duty. Hey, Skyrim's out on Switch. Yeah, they don't. I mean, man. I mean, I'm sure it won't be long. They got Overwatch and everything now. Do they? Oh, yeah, and they, they have they have Fortnite and every they have Fortnite. They yeah, have Overwatch. Dallas. Yeah, they Doom's on there now. Back on the Wii, I think. Yeah, they did. What game was that? What? What game was on the Wii? <laughs> Call of Duty. Call oh, Duty. Call of Duty. What? No. Yeah, dude, you had yeah, like the, the gun, gun drop and all that. Help. All right, so let's move on to the final section of the podcast. What would we like to see in a Breath of the Wild sequel? So, Princess, start with your thoughts. What do you What do you think, and what would you like to see uh, for the next game? <laughs> Durability. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is to have an intelligent antagonist again. I so like you explain that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of um, Calamity Ganon being a evil entity that you were fighting or whatever that was poisoning the land and stuff. <sighs> but I miss like going back to like Ocarina of Time, the manipulative conniving being that is ganon and i think while playing through breath of the wild like it there's no like you have the the big thing that you have to do at the end but it doesn't you don't have like the same connection to wanting to like it's not this dude's a piece of shit i'm gonna kick his ass it's 
this thing is poisoning the land. Whereas like I had more of a, an emotional, I guess, reaction and connection to Ganon in the other games. Like I just played through um, Wind Waker on stream and just having, having that person that's like the, the, this is who I'm fighting in the end. Like I think Breath of the Wild, the sequel could, and it's kind of like shown, it looks like in the sequel that they're going to have Ganon's back. I think it's just kind of missing that element of having like a physical representation of evil rather than it being like a ethereal entity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I think part of, part of like to build on that, I think why it didn't seem uh, like such a, cause I feel like during the playthrough, if they would have built up more of like, it becoming worse over time, it would have made more of an impact on you because it just kind of feels like it's there and there's real, no real sense of urgency, you know? Right, yeah. Other exactly. than, other than you know, Zelda yeah. basically just saying like, hurry up, come to yeah. me, hurry. Yeah. That, like, that's pretty much it, you know? Um, and I, I, I don't get me wrong, like, I, I did love the story of Breath of the Wild uh, in general and I, I liked the way they did the cutscenes. Like, they were very emotional um, and they were very well done. All the memories were great. Um, especially the DLC memories. I think they added a lot um, with that, and it was very, very good. I would love to have less trials. <laughs> I liked the whole idea of shrines, but I missed... Um, I, I know that the Divine Beasts were supposed to kind of take place of dungeons and stuff, and they had their puzzles mm -hmm. in them, but I think I just kind of missed like having actual, like the Forest Temple and the Water Temple. and. and I, I agree, yeah. I think, and I think um, there were several ca several cases when you were like walking around where you could see like the ruins of temples from previous games, like little mm -hmm. tossed in there, like uh, tribute to them. But I think for um, the sequel, it would be cool to kind of have those like reintroduced to where it's not just a, a ruin that you go past. Uh, I don't know specifically. I mean, obviously, this is the sequel to. Breath of the Wild, but I don't know if they're going to be in Hyrule still. Like, I don't really know a whole lot about where it's going to take place, but I think it would be cool to kind of have a reintroduction to some of the older uh, temples that you've been through in other Zelda Yeah, games. I completely agree. And also, uh, adding on to that, I think with, like, the whole doing all the temples, I think they were, they were a bit too much. I think there were too many Korok seeds and too many temples. I think yeah. they if they're going to do that kind of stuff in the next game, they should reel back on some of that. And then I would honestly like to see more like side um, challenges and things to do. Like, for example, like if they had like a finding arena, like Elder Scrolls had and uh, or, or things like that, you know, like other events that you can do that can be also put in a part of the storyline. And like, you know, go, like, you, like you were saying while ago, like going to the shop and doing the shooter gallery, more things, you know, more mini games and things that they could do and put into the actual uh, put into the, um game to kind of disrupt the flow um like i was talking about like you kind of get into this flow of like constantly just going because the vast vast majority of the game if you do all the content by far is just going to temples and collecting korok seeds right and it yeah. does get a little bit old because there are so many you know yeah. i will say though that even though there are a ton of temples i still enjoyed them all um at their core because they actually offer different challenges every time um right. which is great yeah. but i think that if they're going to put the same amount of effort in reeling back some of that and putting in other stuff uh, to create a little bit more variety and downtime would be great. Yeah. I agree. 
I, 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 like I said with the combat, I would like to see them have some more fluent combat. Like I said, it feels a bit dated, so I, w- I would like to see them move forward from the whole... Because it, it, it still feels so... What's the word for it? Like, static on the base, where it still feels almost the same as when I played Ocarina of Time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would like to see them do a, a little bit more fluent combat That's a li- that feels a little bit more live instead and less, like, clicky-clunky you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. And one thing that I hope that they do is kind of pull back from the focus of the, like everything being Sheikah. Like, uh, obviously that plays a a huge role in Breath of the Wild, but I don't know. I think personally, I felt like it was just, it it was used so much. Uh, There's such an excessive amount, like the Divine Beasts and the Guardians and the Shrines and Mm -hmm. Sheikah Slate and the Towers and everything. It was, it just, it did. It became a little monotonous of, it, like it all looked the same it sounded the same which i love the music in breath of the wild but i miss the punchiness and the like hero- heroic sound of the older zelda game mm-hmm. soundtracks and they that's what went I'm... a different way with the music here um actually yeah. something i was gonna say about breath of the wild when it comes to the music is i do enjoy the music but i wish there was less time where there was no music like there was so much of the game where there was just no music going on yeah. and like that's a travesty to a game that has such great music you know what i'm saying you ended up like, turning off the music and listening to your own right no never because of how often it, or how unfrequent it was i don't think i did at one point but maybe not maybe when you're farming or something. i got killed by a chest though that was great dude that was hilarious especially because <laughs> you shit talk the chest right before it kills you that, <laughs> If you have that, that is by far my second favorite clip. My first Hold on, one, me. First favorite. We got to see this well, clip. I don't know. There's a, oh, PUBG, good. Have there's a okay. PUBG clip that I fucking love, too. Oh, where I thought that it was a backpack? No, where where you were pissed. Oh, the parachute. parachute. Upwards. Yeah. It was, it was great. Anyways. Hold on. I'm going to show you guys this clip, and then we'll we'll continue. Hold on. So I got the weapon from the chest. Let him just I was watch like, it. okay, I got to get across. <laughs> You've got to That's be kidding great. me. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> and you just stand there not moving. I can't believe the chest fell down. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so I, I, I'm curious what, speaking of like the, the abilities and stuff, I, I'm curious what they'll do with the second one, right? Because I think as far as like what they can do with um, the, the few abilities that they had, the bombs and all that, I'm curious how much they could do with that going into another game. So I, I'd actually be surprised if they didn't have all new set of abilities if they're going to keep the Sheikah Slate stuff or if they're going to go a whole new route entirely with that. Everyone has a phone today. They'll keep it. You think so? Oh, yeah. It's based think, off a smartphone. Do you think they're just going to add to the set or they might swap some out for like different abilities or... Oh, different abilities? I don't know. That's not something to have me because I'm not that well versed in uh, this universe. I think... I think the ones they have are a good base, and if they continue to tweak the physics engine to like make things run smoother, I think they could do well with like having more. I think they could do well. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how much they want to do with it. The be- I think the good part about keeping them is the amount they add to not only the puzzles, but they add to the combat and the general gameplay too. So like what they have, getting rid of them might actually take away from like kind of how the the game flows you know what i mean but i think i think they could do a lot with um some more like uh more tools and all that because like you know like the old games like princess knows like 
all all of the all the different types of tools they had like what other ones could we have had that we could have you know used to like solve te- you know temples and whatnot and it's kind of like you said like having more temples and then also having like more tools at your disposal is only going to like add to you know that kind of um variation for the gameplay and like yeah. puzzle solving is like it, the, like it, the hook shot and all that right like the, it pulls you to locations and stuff that would have been a great addition yeah 100 percent is it just me or am I the only one that felt like switching weapons and shit was clunky? Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. There, specifically, if you wanted to like shoot your bow and then swap back to your weapon, um, there was like this weird thing where like you had to like press a, another button and then you had to like move over. And that annoyed me so much whenever I was in combat. Yeah. Because I, you know, I would want to shoot someone in the face to knock them down and then like swap over or, I don't know, it was blocking because if you're shooting a bow and you want to block, you've got to swap to your sword and then and then use your shield. You couldn't just press the shield button. Yeah. I think it would kind of be cool, maybe not necessarily to be completely outside of Hyrule, but to have, uh, how do you say it? Have like out, outside influences outside of the Sheikah stuff. I think that there's a lot of potential i have a friend who loves majora's mask also who wants termina i don't think that that's a realistic thing that could happen but i think uh depending why is on, that i mean it, if they go completely outside of where hyrule is now i think maybe we could get termina i don't think outside of seeing ruins within hyrule that you're gonna get really anything from termina because termina is technically non-existent i mean it's 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 not known within Hyrule. So I think that that would be a little difficult. But I do think, because they kind of have it set up like a, an island, and you get to the different points, and then there's like nothing past it. It's just water. Um, I think it would be cool to kind of have like have like a Wind Waker element into it of like sailing to different um, places that aren't considered Hyrule, but maybe aren't that far out, if that makes sense. Right, right. I think that's that, going to be, cool be interesting. Uh, there are definitely, so I haven't gotten to play the Wind Waker um, ever, and I would love to. Um, and I definitely see, whenever I see you playing the game, I see a lot of like little things. It's kind of like I was talking about like the tools and all that, and like the, the sailing. There's a lot of room for things that could be added to this to just make it that much more of an experience that so many different types of people could enjoy in different ways. You know, yeah. on a technical level, the, my last thing that I wanted to say is I would really love to see the next game be like full 1080p 60 FPS. Um, Cause I feel like that is like the, just like the standard. And I would love to see this, like even breath of the wild run like that, because while the game is beautiful, um, if it was running at like a, a like a full 1080p, it would be so amazing. Uh, it would yeah. look so buttery because yeah. uh, this game on its own, like even with like the pixelation and stuff, because obviously you know the you know what the system holding it back, um, it still does look beautiful. But I would love to see if it run fully at that resolution and frame rate. It'd be great. Yep, agreed. I mean, I don't kind of understand the story aspects, but from the video that I watched. It looks like I didn't get Ganon from that, so I was hoping it wasn't. But if Princess says it's Ganon, then I'm going to trust that it's probably what it is. It just looked like a monk that was a vampire. That's all that enemy looked like in the trailer. You're talking about the uh, the trailer that they showed for the sequel? 
Yeah, E3 2019, I think it was. Well, I mean, they showed like the same red um, goop crawling up on the screen or whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, this is Champions Ballad. Hold on. But besides that, that's it. Like, I'm, I was also hoping that maybe a different enemy that was more relatable than Ganon. You know, Ganon is nothing now, as Princess said. It's an entity that exists in the world. And I don't know if it takes over beings or exactly how Ganon would work, but um, it seems like Ganon can just never be killed. And I don't know if I want to invest a bunch of time into a sequel of games where it's always the same enemy, because obviously it's always going to feel like a retelling because it's just him coming back. This yeah. actually yeah. this actually brings yeah. up a good point that I kind of want to ask Princess. Like, as someone who's played a lot more Zelda than me, um, and because you know I played a few of them or whatever, but like, do you think that at this point that they could use you know someone besides Ganon? You know, because I I know that there have been like obviously like Majora's Mask and all that stuff has had some different stuff going on for it. Do you think that someone new could be introduced here that could kind of take that mantle in any way? Um, I think. That obviously it's always a possibility. I was talking to Maxie and my brother about this earlier. What I think, have you played Twilight Princess? Uh, nope. Okay, so Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, they have kind of like the, you think that this is the guy and it turns out that he's not the guy, that it's actually the guy behind the guy that's the big bad. Spoiler so, alert. So like the Wizard sorry. of Oz kind of thing? Yeah, Wizard of kinda, Oz. Kind of, kind of. So in Twilight Princess, you have zant who you think for most of the game is this is the guy that i have to go and kick his ass and whatever and it turns out that you know it's actually ganon surprise um in skyward sword you have girahem who is creepy as hell and then you get to the end and instead of it being ganon it's actually a demise i personally have not played skyward sword i played maybe 20 minutes of it and i did not like it at all that's the only Zelda game that I do not like. So all that I know of Skyward Sword is just the tidbits that I've gotten from my brother playing it and then hearing people talk about it in videos. Mm. But I think that there's potential. But at, at the same time, I don't know. It could be nostalgia for me or whatever. I don't know if I would want them to. I know a lot of people get tired of playthroughs of games where it's the same bad guy every time. And Mm -hmm. it's not like a whole new thing. But then I kind of think of like, you know, Super Mario Brothers. And if it weren't Bowser, I mean, like, because that's like, it's like the rivalry between. Right, right. It has already been made. And so it's just not that it's easy, but it's like everyone already hates Ganon. And I think it's cool to see like the different versions of him. So kind of like going back to what you were saying earlier, it's not so much about ganon being overplayed at this point you just want to see uh it in a more relatable fashion for the next game yeah i think it's just when you have the physical being of a person that you hate versus having the well whatever you want to call the calamity the yeah just kind of the ethereal essence of him being there yeah right yeah i think um i mean i'm not opposed in any way to if they wanted to explore um, you know, having a, a new villain. <laughs> but I think that it would be kind of hard to get away from that at this point because Ganon and uh, has, for the most part, always been mm-hmm. the big 
bad. Um, so a lot of people would just kind of see like, oh, you're just the face of Ganon for this game. Mm-hmm. Understand that. I mean, I unfortunately didn't have enough experience on Breath of the Wild to speak to a, a sequel. Going back to what I enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed the temples. So when she says, uh, when Princess, when you're saying that, you know, you want less temples, that's negating of what I want. But I also didn't play through all the temples, so I can't say like, exactly like oh yeah you know the temples are too few you know what i mean because i didn't play all but i i don't i just really like their puzzle systems right like they they had a maze in that game i think mazes are known as horrible well i think the i think the point that princess is kind of making is that not that the not that the temples were bad it's just that Mm -hmm. or the, the like the shrines or whatever were bad it's just that the representation of the temples and the complexity of them is much more so than the singular puzzles that you get inside of the um shrines right yeah i think like i love the elements right i love the elements in the shrines what i think that they could do is like rein in the amount that they have or even go as far as to combine them like if you had a a larger group of puzzles that felt kind of more like the old school temples or dungeons that you would have to go through in the games versus having these individualized puzzles. Well, and it's kind of like you said too, it not only does that, but it also, all of those things link together, creating that area gives it that really specific like vibe and that setting for that specific temple, you know, when everything, when everything else is just a Sheikah shrine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I, I definitely could see the value in that, especially with like the, you know, you look at like the emotional connection of like how ridiculous like water temples have been and like how much people get frustrated, <laughs> by, it, frustrated by them, but how much they still love them, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that is, is great to see. I probably honestly, not to be doom and gloom, but I probably won't mm-hmm. play the sequel, but I'll probably watch some of your stuff when you play it. Just I'm definitely going to play it. I, I'm not yeah. going to oh, yeah, play the sequel either. I'm not going to waste my money on it. Mexi, my, it's, damn it, dude, you stole my final, my final point. My final point, and I know this is a major hope, a major dream. Not only could you play as Zelda, but co-op. Smash Brothers. <clears throat> co-op. <clears throat> I would love to see co-op. I know that's just me. It's a personal thing. I, it probably will never happen because Nintendo is not known for their networking. But if you could co-op Zelda, especially with how integral she was to like, I feel like she almost should have been playable in this game because she was so integral to like everything going on. I just, I would love to see her and Link played together in the next game. Like that would be like my ultimate thing I could wish for. See, I think I if she that. was a co-op character though, she'd turn into like a henchman for Fable 2. Like it, it wouldn't no. be. No, no, I'm talking I, like dude, I think so, man. Zelda has just as much prowess as Link does in her own way. I understand um, that. What I'm saying especially is especially the way they portrayed like it in that, Breath of the Wild. Am I wrong? I feel like no. I feel like that's the case. No, no, I agree. I don't I'd have to see like if they say for instance they were to go that route i would need to be convinced that that would be a good route to take Mm -hmm. simply because in some of the other zelda games you had the ability like there were like four swords i don't know if you ever played four swords but you controlled several different versions of link within the game Mm -hmm. and so it could be a co-op game or it could be you controlling both of them so if you're gonna have it set up as co-op about like like a section of the game where you're playing as them like you, like you throughout the game quest. you would be switching like through oh, okay. dungeons you'd be switching which is what i do not want 
I don't want it to be to where you have to play as Link, get to this point, and then switch to Zelda to get to this point to switch back to Link. Like that mechanic is okay for dungeons. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it in Spider-Man either, where they like they made you play as Mary Jane for a couple missions. It just it felt awkward and it yeah. felt like a, it felt kind of forced. Yeah, I'm not but a fan of it. If they we'll have do it in, uh, the Last of Us though, and it works real well. I think it's specific it game. Work. Yeah, I haven't played that one. That one's a on PlayStation, isn't it? It is. It's PlayStation yeah. exclusive. I don't. I'm not saying it would be like perfect or anything, and I don't even know if it would work. But like, even if it was something where like maybe she had some kind of like magical powers, and that was kind of like her thing, and then like Link had his thing. I don't know. Um, or maybe they could do, both do the same things. I'm not sure what would even fit yeah. like the tone of what you know what they've already made these characters be for so long. But I think it it has potential to work. Me personally, it's not something that I'm necessarily hoping for because I kind of got my like if I want to play as Zelda, then I play Hyrule Warriors. Like I, it, which is obviously a completely different game, but that kind of gets me my fill of like I want to play as a specific character or Smash or something like that, to where I'm not like oh I want the next Zelda game to actually be Zelda. I mean, I already am Zelda, so it's fine. Uh, I mean, we've we we've kind of confirmed that you're the princess, but we'll kind of we'll narrow, that, we'll narrow that down, and I will be the princess. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> I'm still really confused because you just said she's the princess and she's Link or and she's Zelda. I thought the princess was Link and Zelda was the main character. <laughs> so, There's always one. There's always one. <laughs> I'm still really confused. <laughs> So next week, uh, Tom will not be joining us for the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you too, nerd. <laughs> I just wanted to throw uh, a, a like a shout out to like how awesome it is that they did a Crypt of the Necrodancer uh, Zelda game, and I would love to play it. Um, as soon as I get my hands on it, I would love to play that game. It looks super fun. Um, and I also want to play uh, Link's Awakening because uh, it looks really good too. Link's Awakening is great. Mm-hmm. I would definitely love to play both of those games. I played a ton of Crypt of the Necrodancer, and it looks like they took a much more like easy approach to the Zelda version of the game because it's kind of just more about the Zelda mechanics while using the base of what K of of Necrodancer is. So it looks really cool, and I'd love to do that. Um, but if that's what everyone has for tonight, then uh, let's go ahead and wrap up here. So, Princess, where can people find you and uh, follow you and be a part of what you do? I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Discord. I think I have a Discord command, maybe. Discord, we nerd out about all different kinds of games. I have Zelda-specific tabs for when I want to nerd out. Um, thank you, Panda. Um yeah, and I'm actually in a little bit going to be playing some more Twilight Princess if you guys want to come back and hang out for that. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Well, we're not done yet. This is just the podcast part. We got one more part for you. Oh, God. So, um, Tom, where can everybody get to your stuff? Uh, I unfortunately am not as active on social media as most streamers um, because I'm a high tech not, not as pretty. I have to I have to have my tinfoil hat. I can be found on Mixer at mixer.com forward slash time time 0311. All right. And then you guys know that if you guys want to watch the podcast live or check out my content where I do 100% achievement gaming and then I play multiplayer stuff at night, I do two a day stream six days a week. You guys can check that out at mixer.com slash three dingus or I, I, I dingus. 
And uh, if you guys want to check out the podcast in podcast form, we are on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Google Play. Just search for The Jolly Bro Show, and you guys can find us on there and check out all of that stuff. And if you guys want to see our competitions that we do every week, which we're getting ready to do for this one, uh, you guys can find that on the Jolly Bro Up YouTube. For today's podcast competition, we are going to be doing kind of like a questionnaire about Breath of the Wild. We're going to have multiple choice questions. Points are going to build up and over time and stuff like that. I'll explain the rules in a second, and we're going to jump into that. But for the podcast, thank you all for being a part of the podcast this week. And for those of you guys listening on the podcast, we will see you next time.